Hello, everyone. I'm Zenzi, and this is. Hey, buddy! <laughs> she just being silly, y'all. Well. <laughs> Imani came in. <laughs> we were not expecting her. I wasn't even expecting her to come in with that Imani. You know, she tried to flip the script on us because we used to her doing Imani. But um, <laughs> yeah, welcome to the 12th episode of Flawed, Favorite, and Fabulous. Yay. Last week, we had a special episode where we shared highlights from the sermon, He Turned It. And I hope you all enjoyed the background music that we had. Those drums were doing something for me, and I hope they were doing something for you too. Yep. We got a lot of positive feedback about this episode. I had somebody tell me they listened to this episode back to back five or six different times to the point that now someone wants to help us to turn our podcast into a talk show, y'all. We doing things. I told y'all we was going places. Right? Yes, we are so excited about that. Have the meeting on Saturday. So y'all be in prayer for us because we are on we are on the move. That's what I'm going to say right now. We are on the move. And soon, I'm going to be recording my audio book. So stay tuned for that for you all that don't like to read the old-fashioned way. I got you. I'm looking out for you. A sister going to take care of you. Okay? So now, let me talk about my highlights from the week. I went to Cabo and I had the most luxurious, magical weekend, or week, I should say, that I could even imagine. It topped what I expected. I had a ball. I was able to relax. Everywhere I looked, there was beauty, beauty, beauty. And um, I just recommend it. I highly recommend going to Cabo San Lucas. There are some of the most gorgeous views I have ever seen. And I just had an amazing time celebrating, being with family and friends, and just reconnecting with people that I hadn't seen in a while. And I just thank God that he allowed me the opportunity to have an actual vacation. And things were being accomplished while I was on this trip, but I really was having a real vacation. And I really thank God for that. Y'all, them pictures was fire that she sent me. I was I, I wasn't jealous because this was a long time vacation that she has been needing. But oh my gosh, I want to go. Yeah, I want to experience what you experienced. Yeah, <laughs> we have to. And can I just say I went parasailing too. Oh yeah, it was off the hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would do it again. I was scared and I got dipped in the water. I wasn't prepared for that, but um, it was all good. Right, it was all good. Imani, what you have to share today? Well. You guys, I got engaged. Yay! <laughs> she been holding that in. She been trying not to tell people, but now the cat is out of the bag. Yes, so I'm getting married. Yay. I'm off the market, and <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so excited about this new journey that I'm about to embark on. So, yes, that's my news. Very happy and excited for my daughter. I love her fiancé. He is my son already. <laughs> and let me just say for the record... I am not off the market. Okay. Just want to put that out there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So today's topic comes from chapter 10 of Flawed, Favorite, and Fabulous, and it's 
forgiveness. Mm. Can somebody say forgiveness? Forgiveness. Yes. Okay. What is forgiveness? Simply put, forgiveness is letting go of a hurt forever. Forgiveness is making the decision that we are not going to harbor pain or ill will against someone who has caused us harm or who has hurt us, hurt us physically, hurt our feelings, hurt somebody that we love. We have to be willing to let it go in order to experience forgiveness. And, you know, most people think of forgiveness as something we have to do to be reconciled back into a relationship with somebody else. And it makes it hard to be willing to forgive because there are certain people we don't want to be back in relationship with. But the truth of the matter is, if we don't forgive, we're separated from God. Unforgiveness separates us from God. So it makes us hard to hear him. It makes it difficult to understand his will for our life. And we feel isolated and apart from our power source. And so, you know, I'm really glad that we're going to have this conversation today because I believe in my whole heart that this is going to help somebody just as much as it helped me. Now, anything you want to say before I move into talking about Jesus and his model? I mean, just lately, you know, when I let go of them demons, I'm not going to ever stop talking about that. When I let go of those demons and the closer I'm getting to God, I'm realizing that I need to work on my forgiveness. I don't know. I feel like I'm somebody who does hold grudges. I had to accept that about myself. Anybody who hurt my mama, my loved ones. Yeah, no, I would hold a grudge. But I realized that's not hurting the people that I can't stand. That's that's hurting myself. Right. And there are some things that I need to just forgive. You know, I need to forgive. Not necessarily forget or how does that work? Forgive and forget? Well, I mean, forget <clears throat> as in letting it go. You don't literally forget it. Okay. But forgetting it means I'm not holding against them anymore. Yeah. I, I, I find myself saying, yeah, I forgive that person. But when I hear a, a certain person's name, I'm like, ugh. So maybe I maybe that's not real forgiveness. I want to get to a point where it's like, oh, okay. Like, it doesn't bother me. So, yeah, I, I've still got some, some work to do on that. Well, I mean, that's a good point that you bring up because forgiveness in a lot of cases is a process. It's not something that you can just say, okay, I forgive them and you move on, you let it go and you don't harbor any ill will or hurt feelings towards them anymore. Often, like somebody who cuts you off in traffic, you can forgive them immediately. At least I hope so. But somebody who's done physical harm to you or hurt your loved one or somebody who you care about or even just another human being. Sometimes, you know, it takes time to work through, to think about our feelings and to recognize that it doesn't matter whether or not they deserve it. Because at the end of the day, forgiveness is about our personal relationship with God. It's about where am I in God's sight? And he's not pleased with us harboring unforgiveness against people who we don't even have a right to judge. Okay, the Lord said vengeance is mine. And trust me when I tell you, he will take care of it. He will turn it, okay, on our behalf. And so... Jesus, for me, is the best model of forgiveness. And if you are a child of God, you are already familiar with the fact that Jesus not only 
was beaten and whipped all through the night with, to within an inch of his life. Then he had to carry his cross, his own cross, through the street while people are heckling him and mocking him, scorning him, spitting upon him. And then he had to carry it up Golgotha's Hill and get it to the place where they they ended up nailing him to the cross. And the very people that were yelling, crucify, crucify him, when they watched him bleeding and dying on the cross, Jesus prayed a prayer. He interceded on behalf of his persecutors and even his executors. And he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. And that's a, that's a tall order for humanity, for us to be able to forgive somebody who has done what they did to Jesus, which is why he is the model, which is why he is the savior. And nobody can come close to the sacrifices that Jesus made for us. He did it so that we would have a right to eternal life, so that we would have access to God and a personal relationship with him while we are yet here on the earth. So we do have work to do in learning how to forgive, but don't ever lose sight of what Jesus did for us. He did it for us. And if somebody stepped on your toe, your white sneakers or whatever, even if your man cheated on you, you can forgive him because there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. And we're going we're gonna to get to that in a second, but we're right now, we're working on how to let it go and not allow it to affect adversely our personal relationship with God. Mm. Amen. Amen. So the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation is simple. Forgiveness does not necessarily restore us back to relationship with the individual that caused us harm. Reconciliation does. So if we decide we want to be in a relationship with the person that has hurt us, then we have to go beyond forgiveness and into that place of reconciliation where we have to have conversations and we have to talk about, well, when you did this, it made me feel this way. It doesn't help if we have accusatory conversations like you hurt my feelings and you made me and I don't appreciate this and you, 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 you. That's not going to solve anything. That's not going to heal anything. That's not going to reconcile anything. We need to come from a place of this is how I felt when you said this. This is how I felt when you did this. And you may not have meant to do it, but I'm just letting you know to give you an opportunity to be able to explain your actions or your words so that we can get back to the business of being in a relationship with one another, whether it be a parent to child, husband to wife, friendships, you know, what have you, brothers and sisters. There's always a need for reconciliation in some place in our life, but we will not be able to successfully reconcile with anyone until we're able and willing to forgive them. And again, That means letting go of a hurt forever. What does that look like? You don't throw it back in their face when they do something else. You don't continue to bring it up and remind them that this is who they were. This is what they did. Because then that becomes toxic. Exactly. 
It's it's a toxic relationship. It's not healthy. And it would be better to just handle them with a long handled spoon because you might be able to forgive them before you're able to reconcile with them. And that's okay. Forgiveness, reconciliation, it's all a process, but it's a worthwhile process. And, and I'm going to take it back to the cross for a minute because there was a point where Jesus said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? And a lot of people interpret that in a variety of ways. But for me, for my life and my relationship with God, what that, what that one line says to me is that there was a moment while Jesus was suffering, bleeding, dying on the cross, bearing our sins that he felt separated from God. Mm. Now, Jesus is the second manifestation of God. So he is God in the flesh. But there came a point as our savior that he had to go to the darkest place and the darkest place of all is separation from God. And he had to be separated from God in order to to, to have our sins die with him. I hope I'm helping somebody today because that's good news that he was willing to go to those lengths on that cross in order that we would have the right to eternal life as well as abundant life. So we need to remember that we have to be willing to do the work to forgive. And when it gets difficult and we feel like the person that we need to forgive is unworthy, remember Jesus and remember your sins that he had on his body that he bore on that cross because you know you're not worthy. I know I'm not worthy. We've been made worthy by the blood of the lamb. Now, you might be asking, why are we talking about forgiveness, Pastor Zinzi? And this is a health and wellness forum. The answer is simple. Unforgiveness plays a major role in disease and obesity. Mm. I'm going to say it again. Unforgiveness plays a major role in disease and obesity. When we are holding on to pain that we should have let go years ago, it will often manifest in our eating habits. I know that to be true. I, um, I'll probably touch on this a little bit later on in the podcast today, but yeah, I went through a depression. I mean, it probably lasted almost 10 years and a lot of it had to do with my father and me not having that relationship with him him being a liar, just not being in my life. And all that caused me to just eat, 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 eat. Because I haven't forgiven him. And these are things that I should have forgiven him a whole long ago. I don't have to reconcile with him if I don't want to. But for me, I should be able to forgive him. So I was just touching on that because I know that to be true. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is true. Just yesterday, someone was telling me about this man who sexually abused his daughter Mm. from age 5 to age 15. And I don't know that the young lady and I don't know the man. But when I heard this, it infuriated me. Yeah. I mean, I, I had, 
I, I just, I wanted to do harm to this man yeah. because he stole, he robbed, robbed this baby's innocence from her. And I had to go through a process of forgiving this person that I probably will never, ever meet, will never, ever see. But at the same time, the baby's story struck a chord with me because nobody should have to experience that, especially from their parent, the people that are supposed to protect you and take care of you and make sure this kind of thing doesn't happen to you. And I'm going to keep it all the way real and tell you that a part of what made me find some peace is that I know he's going to experience some jailhouse justice. And I'm just keeping it all the way. I told you I'm going to be transparent on this podcast and it brought me some peace. And if you don't know what that is, ask somebody. But I, I, I was... I was glad to know that there is going to be some justice. Well, and the thing that struck the court for me was this baby is in the courtroom standing, telling the father to look at her and saying that she forgives him. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, how do you forgive someone like that? But then it just goes back to she wants to move on with her life. Right. And I feel like if she can forgive her father for doing those horrible things Come to her, now. why can't I forgive my father for just not being there? Mm, that's some good perspective. And I feel like y'all witnessing, witnessing me right now saying I officially have forgiven my father. Wow. That is so major. You, you all, some of you don't even know this toxic relationship that her father had established with her, which was mainly non-existent. But there were some things that he did to her, some lies that he's told, some some hurtful things that he has said. I mean, he's told people, you know, I don't know if you guys know where I was born, but I was born in Rochester, New York. Uh, okay, I won't say uh, because then that's me not being forgiving. Yeah. But... <laughs> Rochester, New York is just a very dead place. That's why I said that. But anyway, um, he has told people back home that I have died, that I am dying. Yeah. And he's even said that about some of my siblings out there, that they have died. And it's just, he has done some very unforgivable things. And it's I think that's why it's taken me dang near 25 years to forgive this man. I'm 31 and I haven't forgiven him. But after hearing this girl's story about this guy, this man, her father who has repeatedly abused her and whoever else he's abused to say, to say that she forgave him. I mean, I forgive my father too. I don't think I want to reconcile with him, but I forgive him. Praise God. That is a major moment in Imani's life, in my life. And I just hope you all are just taking it in because this is, this is really huge. And I really praise God that you all are able to witness this and that it will motivate you to be able to forgive somebody in your life too, whether they deserve it or not. You know, I think about unforgiveness and I'm, I'm willing to do the work to forgive because I don't like the way unforgiveness feels. I don't like being separated from God. And you know, a lot of what Imani is sharing on through this podcast, some of these things I didn't even know in detail. I mean, I knew that she was struggling with things and I knew, you know, the re relationship or non-relationship with her dad and, you know, that she had bouts of depression, but I didn't know that it was to the depths that it was. And I consider myself to be a involved parent, you know, I kept things from her, I guess, to protect her feelings, because I'm telling you, it had gotten to a point where 
I wanted to commit suicide um, a number of times. And the fact that I've been released from them thoughts for some years now. Hallelujah. I'm, yeah, this is... Sorry, I'm emotional right now, but... There's no apology necessary. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just happy that I'm able to forgive that person who hurt me mm. all my life. But as I said, if that baby could forgive her father for physically abusing her... I can forgive my father for just not being there. And not just physically, but sexually abusing her. Well, you Well, no. I mean, he raped her almost every day. Yeah. I mean, she she asked her daddy if she could go outside, and he would say, well, you know what you got to do first. Okay, and that's as far as we're going to go with that. Yeah. But um, I praise God, Imani, that her testimony is helping to heal you. And, and I hope Imani's testimony will help to heal somebody else out there. Now, back to forgiveness as it relates to <coughs> obesity. Obesity is trauma that we have inflicted upon our bodies. And I don't know if, you know, a lot of overweight people think about it like that because we've already made it clear, you know, if we're overweight, we're living in some state of denial. But we have to recognize that our bodies are traumatized. And one popular way to cope with trauma is to eat. And, you know, that's not the only way. I mean, people use drugs, they use alcohol, some people use sex. There's all different kinds of ways. But oftentimes, when we are, when we find ourselves as obese adults, it's because we have suffered some type of trauma in our life that we're trying to anesthetize. And even if that's not it, just being overweight itself is trauma to our mind, our body, and our spirit, our spirits. And so we have to, we have to let go of this hurt forever and be committed to not taking it into the next phase of our life when we've committed ourselves to a weight loss program. You know, because there's 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 just something that we have to be willing to do in order to move forward and to be successful in our weight loss. So get this if you don't get anything else. When we lose weight, we must forgive ourselves. And I have to admit that I have taken fasting to, you know, Imani's teased me about it on a podcast before, but I've taken fasting probably to um, an extreme level. And I, I have to admit that I think a part of it is me punishing my body. Like if I, you know, get weak on them weekends, like, you know, that's my trigger. I'll find myself, I'll fast on Mondays, which is okay. But on, on Monday or Sunday night, I'm saying, I'm going to fast Monday through Friday until five o'clock. And it's like, okay, you know what? You don't have to do that. Exactly. She needs to fast from fasting. <laughs> it's not the first time she has said that. And I have done it before, but I'm, you know, I'm just confessing. I'm admitting that I'm still like punishing myself because I'm trying to get over my trauma. And, you know, and sometimes I feel like I don't deserve to eat. I don't deserve to be the size that I am. Sometimes I struggle feeling worthy to wear the sizes that I wear. I mean, most of the sizes in my wardrobe now are six, eight. I have a few tens, mm-hmm. but even the size 10, I, 
sometimes I just don't feel worthy. I don't believe it. Like this is actually the size that I wear. Sometimes I just have to try on the clothes to remind myself, yeah, you actually do wear that size. You can fit that and it looks good on you. And wow. and that might sound, you know, silly to some people, but I'm still dealing with body dysmorphia. I'm still struggling with my imperfections and I'm trying to learn the difference between having fat and being fat. And that's a perspective that I work on almost every day because I look at my body and I do see the fat. So I'm magnifying the flaws. I'm, I'm not recognizing or, or seeing the whole picture, which is what you probably see when you look at me. Yeah. And so the flaws that I see are magnified in my eyes, but the flaws are very minimal to you. Like, I see the flaws you're talking about, but they're so small to me because you are the after picture. Mm-hmm. You are the walking after picture. Mm, I and like so that. so when I see your before picture, I mean, it's still crazy to me that you were that big. Growing up, I, I didn't think you were fat. <laughs> yeah, you I said that. <laughs> did not. And so then when I started seeing her lose all this weight, it's like, wow, she really skinny now. And so I mm-hmm. see, I see the flaws you're talking about, but... It's, they're very small. Wow. There's nothing that you need to even be worried about. Well, that, that helps me because most of my life I spent hiding and camouflaging my flaws to the best of my ability because my body wasn't anywhere near perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I still find myself trying to hide my flaws. And when I wear something that is revealing, I'm insecure about it, but I still, I try to do it. Because I feel like I should be able to do it now. I've worked you have hard. No reason to be insecure. I mean, I get it because you're still new. This is a brand new body. Yeah. But that outfit she was wearing at the Beyonce concert, ooh, it was it was a sexy outfit, and she looked great. <laughs> she looked great, and she was still like, "Does this look all right? Are you sure?" I mean, you you looked great. Yeah. Thank so you. Just gotta walk in that. And I'm tr- I'm really working on perspective. <laughs> One thing that I, you know, I, I, I find life lessons in everything. And on the way back from Cabo, they uh, weighed my suitcase at the airport and it was three pounds over 50 pounds. And so they were like, you can either pay $120 or you can take something out of your suitcase. Needless to say, I went over to the side and took some things out of my suitcase. But what I thought about was I've lost 100 pounds. And this suitcase was big. And I mean, like, I had one of the biggest suitcases rolling around in the in the airport because I wanted to have options on this trip. I, I you know, I didn't want to feel limited. I wanted to be able to pick and choose what I wanted to wear on any given day. And uh, but the point that I'm making is this 50-pound suitcase was huge, and I'm like, I lost double that. I literally lost double what this suitcase was weighing and what it looked like. And I had to say, okay, I'm not fat. I had to say, okay, I've I've accomplished something here if this 50 pounds is only half of the weight that I lost and it looks and feels major to me right about now. So, yeah, that's that was some, some important perspective because I am flawed, favored, and fabulous. And I've got to stop focusing on my flaws and really celebrate my fabulous. And I'm encouraging everybody to do that as well. Amen.
So for forgiveness, we need to forgive ourselves throughout our weight loss journey because we're going to take detours and that's okay. We're going to slip up and that's okay. We're going to have treat days. We may even have cheat days and that is okay. It's all a part of the process. If you know anybody that's been an addict, you know that they, and, and they're recovering addict, they are exactly that recovering, not recovered addict. They might be a delivered addict, delivered from the, you know, the spirits that they had been carrying around, but we're always working on our recovery. And so there's going to be some, some slip ups. There's going to be some fallbacks and we have to expect it. We don't necessarily have to give all the way into it because one meal is not going to throw us off track unless we let that one meal keep us off track. And you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes we'll use the one meal to give us an excuse to not do keto anymore, to not be vegan anymore, to not do what we're supposed to be doing. And the one meal does not have to derail us. We allow it to be an excuse. We use it as an excuse, which is why self-coaching is so helpful when we're able to utilize the tools that you're learning here on this podcast and through the reading of the book. We have to know our catches. We have to know our triggers and we have to have a plan of escape, which means we need to plan ahead of time what we're going to do as much as possible. Even if we're deviating, we still should be looking at the menu of where we're going to eat and check out, you know, what we think we want to eat. And even though it might be not, you know, may not be specifically on our plan. If we plan ahead, it may not be as horrible as if we weren't, you know, planning ahead and go there and allow all that temptation to overtake us. Because the truth of the matter is carbs and sugar are drugs and our bodies are addicted to it, to them and crave it. And so when we give in and give a little bit of it, our bodies just want more, 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 and more. You might know what I'm talking about. I do. (laughs) I was just talking to my girlfriend today and she confessed to me that she's addicted to a specific type of root beer (laughs) and it has been working against her. And she's, she's, she's been working on keto. She's lost 12 pounds shouting you out. You know who you are. 12 pounds in the first month. That's excellent. And she recognizes that she has, that she is addicted to this root beer. And I told her, I said, sodas are liquid death. Nobody needs to be drinking soda. No diet sodas are not good for you either. Don't think you're doing something better because you're drinking a diet soda. That ain't, that's just a lie from the pit of hell. I'm telling you, let it go and drink some water. People drink some water. Okay, so in order for us to walk in the fact that we're recovering addicts, we have to know ourselves Mm -hmm. and we have to know what triggers we, you know, are going to try to take us off track, what our catches are. And we have to govern ourselves accordingly because weight loss requires forgiveness. We're going to fall short. We're going to let ourselves down, but you pick yourself up and you just keep on going because forgiveness is a necessary tool in this process that we are undergoing. We will not be successful long-term with our weight loss if we're holding grudges, if we're not letting go of things, if we're harboring ill will. And you know, let let me just say this right now. Some of us need to forgive ourselves. 
You know, this whole podcast we've been talking, this whole episode, we've been talking about forgiving others and how others have hurt us, but we have inflicted the most abuse on our own bodies more than anybody else in our lives for the most part, for most of us. And we have to forgive ourselves. We do. We have to let it go and give ourselves permission to heal from that because if we continuously beat ourselves up about it, we're self-sabotaging. We are self-sabotaging and the weight loss will not stay off. Now, is there anything you want to add before I move into a final thought? No. Okay. So my final thought is on taste buds. We have to understand that taste buds are taste driven and they are trained. They're trained into in what they love, what they prefer. And many of us, and you know what? Forget about it. I'm going to talk about myself. For years, for decades, I trained my taste buds to love carbs, to love sugar and fried foods. I trained my taste buds. And that's why when my daughter was born, I didn't want Imani to be introduced to sugar. And we went a few good years without baby girl being introduced to sugar. But Lord have mercy. When she did get introduced to sugar, it was an instant addiction. Yeah. That she is still working on recovering from. Pretty much. At age 31. So we can train our taste buds on what they desire and what they should be eating or wanting to eat because our taste buds can derail us. The things that we love to taste can derail us and we have to recognize it's also mental. You know how you get you get it in your mind? Ooh, I just want a cookie. Ooh, I just want some pizza. Ooh, I want a donut. And we get it in our mind. The taste buds ain't even tasted it yet, but our mind is now fueling the taste buds and making us go wherever we need to go to get that taste satisfied. But we need to recognize what our forbidden favorites are and not allow our taste buds to receive them. I mean, I remember when I was really knee deep, you know, like full on in this weight loss process, I didn't, I didn't have treat days. I didn't allow myself to, you know, to deviate. And I would look forward to those berries. I would look forward to even chewing my sugarless gum. Mm -hmm. I would look forward to certain things and they satisfied me. But when I got a taste of those favorite forbiddens, the other things that I was eating seemed like it wasn't good enough. (laughs) So it's really important to retrain your taste buds and let them know what they should be desiring what they should be seeking after because I'm telling you it's you know our taste buds can make us crazy and let's not forget about those fat cells that are hoping and praying to get fat again yes they they yeah you know they don't go anywhere we've already talked about that and the truth of the matter is they want to get fat again because that's what they were born to do that is their purpose and until they do they just gonna be hoping and praying and waiting for us to deviate and they'll partner with our taste buds. Don't know, you know, allow me to use my sanctified imagination right now. Cause they'll use their relationship with the taste buds to tag team against us to try to get us to eat the things that we're not supposed to eat. Mm. All right. Wow. 
but we still have to forgive ourselves whenever we yield to temptation. And forgiving ourselves doesn't look like, okay, well, I'm just going to stop the plan now and I'll start back again on Monday. No, 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 no. It means, okay, so I fell off right now. I had a meal. Maybe I wasn't supposed to eat. Tomorrow I'll do better. Or maybe even tonight. Right. Tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so be willing to forgive yourselves. Because I'm telling you, weight loss is not for suckers. It's not for punks. And don't let anybody tell you different. It is not an easy process. Even to lose, even to lose seven pounds. Y'all don't even know. Because I had lost a hundred pounds and a and hundred pounds was too much. I had gotten down to a, a, a weight and it was I was too thin. I wasn't happy with that that weight. And so I gained 20 pounds back. So I'm 80 pounds now or, you know, so roughly around 80 pounds um, smaller than I was at my largest size. And I, um, why was I telling y'all this? I just, well, let me just say that I have to, I'm, I'm still working on losing the last seven pounds. Mm. The la- I've been trying to lose these last seven pounds for about two months, and it's been so hard. It's sometimes it's so whether it's a hundred pounds or seven pounds, weight loss is not for suckers. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for bringing it back. Now I'm gonna end with this: forgive, let it go, release it, and be set free. Mm. Amen. 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 So last week the assignment was to think about three things that we wanted. What, what, what was the assignment last? I honestly do not remember. Okay. I hope you all did the assignment. I don't have it written down here what it was. And I listened to the podcast today and I still don't remember. But some of y'all, some of y'all do. And I hope that you are keeping up because it was a journal assignment. Yeah. I do know that. And it had to do with. Uh, writing three things down you want to believe God for, or something like that. Yeah, I think something, uh, something like, like that. that. Um, I'm hoping that you're keeping up with your assignments. And this week's assignment is to let go of a hurt forever. Just decide who may have hurt you. Decide, even if it's you forgiving yourself, let go of a hurt forever. And you know, and I'm going to ask you all to share it with me. Email us and let us know what you decided to let go of forever. And we we won't put your name on the podcast or anything, but we want to be able to let people know that people are doing these assignments and it's making a difference in your lives. And it's really important (laughs) to be able to forgive. And if you really are serious about losing weight, then you need to get busy with forgiving somebody. Amen. Amen. Let me just say this before I, I, I turn it over to Imani. I am asking everybody to please subscribe to my web, website. You'll get notifications when the podcasts are dropped. You'll get notifications of when the blogs happen and any upcoming events that may occur. You'll be able to get notified. Trust me, I'm not going to be filling up your e- emails with a whole lot of stuff. You may get something, you know, once or twice a month. It's not, it's not a whole lot at all, but it will be very helpful to me if you subscribe, because right now I'm sending out personal notifications and it takes me like an hour and a half to invite everybody to listen to this podcast. So I'm encouraging you to 
subscribe to the website. You can find the podcast there. The You can find the most recent podcast there. Subscribe to the podcast. You can do it through Spotify or Apple. Either one is fine, but I'm asking you to please become a subscriber and, you know, and just get ready to go on this wild ride with us because there's some really exciting things coming up and um, I'm going to kick it over to Imani right now. Then I'll come back and let you know why I'm excited about something else. Yes. And the website is mybeautifulsoul.org. Please follow our social media. Mine is at Imani Legend. Hers is at My Beautiful Soul. Um, we welcome questions and comments on the podcast or go ahead and email us at info at mybeautifulsoul.org. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you, thank you. Thank you a million times to those who have reached out to us so far. Yes. And given us the amazing feedback. All this love. And We're yeah, getting a lot. So we are. We really appreciate you. it. Please share the podcast with three people this week. Please, please. <clears throat> Um, okay, I'll let, I'll give it back to my mom. Okay, all right. <laughs> so I, I'm excited because I have two book events in DC. I touched on it last week, and um, and so the 30th through the through no the third uh, September 30th and October 1st, I'm gonna have events in DC. And if you are interested, if you're in the DC area and you want to participate in these book events, one of them is a 5K walk with the Lynx organization, and then there's a wellness fair afterwards and I'm going to be there signing books and and the other one is a is a private affair so I really would love to see people come out for the 5k and also for the wellness fair that's going to be happening on the 30th in Washington DC if you're interested email me at info at mybeautifulsoul.org and we will uh set it up so that we can perhaps see each other there that would be exciting Until next week, be strong, be well, and be you.